0: Behold RPGs and Baby Makes Three RPGs and Baby Makes Three Reimagined RPGs and Baby Makes
1: Three Reimagined <laughs> <laughs> We're back. Yeah,
0: kind of. Kind of?
1: Yeah. You know, uh, Chuck E. Cheese as an adult parent is way more different than it was when I was a kid.
0: It's horrible, dude.
1: It's awful. I'm exhausted. Was everything
0: broken when we were kids, too?
1: Uh, I don't know.
0: I wonder if everything was broken when we were kids and we just ignored it and just went on to the next thing. I mostly played skee-ball. yeah. And went in the ball pit when I was a kid. But
1: even skee-ball, like, I don't remember skee-ball having that many problems when I was younger, but I feel like it's always messed up at E. Cheats. Like, one of the sections had, I don't know, 10, 15 balls stuck. And then all of the other machines were missing some balls. So thankfully, you would rotate the balls and bring them back and you could throw them. But, like...
0: Yeah, that is the <clears throat> jankiest Chuck E. Cheese.
1: Yeah, so Savannah Chuck E. Cheese. Uh, roll the one.
0: I missed the animatronics.
1: <laughs> well, her child was still terrified of Chuck E. Cheese, <laughs> so. <laughs> still works. Uh,
0: all right, well, let's roll yeah. for initiative. So. Beyond our Chuck E. Cheese things, um, gaming. Have you done any gaming since last time I recorded a podcast that you can think
1: of? Uh, if imagining my life without copious amounts of work is a game, then yes, I've done quite a bit of
0: it. You've been doing uh, quite quite a bit of the game of life.
1: Yeah. <laughs> I have about six people in my car now, I think. And they're all in my head. <laughs> fighting uh you you have
0: i have i've been doing the um temple of elemental evil game which of course we stream on our youtube page which you should like and subscribe to yes and also leave reviews five star reviews on apple podcasts okay that's another thing we should be saying
1: so but our listeners might be like our son and not listen to you
0: i don't ever try to really make anybody listen to this thing (laughs) um yeah but i've been doing temple of elemental evil that's been fun i mean i think we've played 14 sessions now one of them was considered session like half or 0.5 that was the first one then the last session we did a side quest so we sort of called it session instead of 13 we called it session 12.5 it doesn't matter. None of this matters. <laughs> uh, but point is, is that we've been doing that. And then... Uh,
1: and it, Rob is getting okay, into I've the weeds here. Okay, I've been playing in
0: three games here. So Temple of Elemental Evil, which is the first edition module, but we've been playing with second edition characters. The AD&D second edition game called Krakenheim, where we're like ice barbarians out of... I don't know. We're basically like Vikings. Um, Myself and Andre playing in this guy Chris's game. It's a two-person game, so it's the two of us. I'm a fighter thief, and he is a wizard, Andre. And uh, that's fun. It's a fish-out-of-water sort of thing. Our characters are... I had, like, never left the village in this Ice Barbarian thing. We're going through adventures, so we've been doing that. And then in... The bows of the Spider Queen, I guess, is what it's called, or something like that. Aaron Sturgill's Trail of Dice Games, I believe, is what it is. Aaron oh. Sturgill, I know, is the designer. It's a one-on-one RPG that I've been <clears> doing as well, and I've been running it with a Greek theme, so it's like all Greek myths and stuff like that. So I've been doing some gaming, yeah. But I mean, this is all. This isn't like I've been like gaming every day. It's just. We haven't recorded a podcast in like five, six weeks, and yeah, so but I, played.
1: You know, I feel like I haven't stopped working for no. six weeks.
0: No, but we're actually getting ready to do a new game with some new people, which will be fun. Some yeah. people who don't really necessarily play, yeah, get some fresh perspectives. I guess I don't know what you call it.
1: Super fresh perspective. Super
0: fresh. Hmm. I worked at a place called Super Fresh when I was a kid. I remember a Super Fresh. Grocery actually. store chain. Yeah, I
1: forgot about Super it Fresh. It was
0: owned. It was like a it was like a rebranding. It was owned by A&P, which was like the old-timey grocery store, but it was like their new Super Fresh, their <laughs> new brand.
1: Not just fresh, Super
0: Fresh. So I worked at that one. When well, I worked at one of those when I was a kid. I worked in produce. Yeah, I actually started yes. at the grocery uh, the Checker then moved to the produce. I always liked working on produce.
1: Yeah, you said you would eat very well.
0: I a lot of vegetables. <laughs> I had a salad like every day for lunch back then.
1: And now that you're older and you need that salad every day, you don't eat it. I still like
0: salads. I'm kind of salad. a salad guy.
1: Sounds good. It's really easy to go unhealthy with a salad.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: You know, yeah. Especially if you like to throw on a mountain of croutons. Mmm.
0: Croutons, <laughs> the best part of a salad. <laughs> Uh, Yeah. Um but yeah I've been doing that gaming and we're gonna do this new group and and we're kind of discussing now like what we might want to play and there's a lot of options out there. Might be Blades in the Dark, might be Aegon, maybe Yeah,
1: Scout's Guide to the Apocalypse.
0: We'll probably do a one off on that one. Fun. It's actually called Scouts Survival Gu- or Junior Braves. Junior Braves Survival Guide oh, to the right. Apocalypse. I just
1: watched Scouts Guide to the Apocalypse, or which something is like
0: a movie. Which is a great, song, a good movie. I think it's based on.
1: <laughs> oh my God! There is a scene hanging out a window with something to grab onto, and it is so disturbing.
0: If I'm seen, I remember, I like I've seen that movie.
1: You have. Yeah,
0: we saw that together. Yeah. Yeah, okay. Yeah, but it was originally a graphic novel and it was made into a movie and an RPG. The RPG is uses the rule set from Kids on Bikes, which is kind of a famous rule set. It's a very simple game, but we might play that as well. But yeah, I've been doing some of that some of that gaming there. Some of that their gaming. What? What?
1: Some of that they're gaming?
0: Yeah, I've been doing some gaming. You might
1: could game too. I
0: might could game. <laughs> yeah.
1: I heard that on a show recently. I might could. Yeah, might could. I had to go back and rewind it. I think it might have been Big Sky.
0: You know, this is all very interesting, but it's not nearly as interesting yeah. as our main topic. That's
1: right, our main topic.
0: Let's get to our main topic. Oh yeah. If this is it, please let me know. Dungeons and Dragons.
1: The, the original movies.
0: trilogy. <laughs> <laughs>
1: <laughs> yes, yeah, so we subjected ourselves to all three of the original d d movies
0: so that you don't have to to be honest with you guys <laughs>
1: yeah okay so <laughs> let's
0: I I brought up the synopsis for the first one. I'm gonna read the synopsis for the first one. in the kingdom of Izmir wizards use their magic to rule the land. the young Empress Savina desires to use magic for good, but the evil Profon, plans to utilize his powers to usurp the throne from Savina and subject the kingdom to totalitarian rule. Profian gains control of the kingdom's golden dragons, while Savina sets out to win control of the even more powerful red dragons, gaining the alliance of a motley group of individuals along the way. Okay, now, <laughs> you just listen to the description of it. If you are a D&D player... What is wrong with that description of what is happening there? Is there something that you notice at all? Because you probably won't, but most many D and D players will. Red dragons are the evil dragons, yeah. and gold dragons are the good ones.
1: Well, I thought the I thought in the movie the red dragons were evil.
0: No. No, the evil Profian takes the gold dragons. Oh. Jeremy Irons is like got the gold dragons on his side and the good princess gets the dang red dragon look
1: i'm going to say there are a lot of things about this movie that are not based in fake reality i'm just
0: saying it starts (laughs) off before you even started watching the movie it's got a major problem
1: yeah well you know i think one of the first things i said when the movie started was i thought jeremy irons was a good actor
0: oh my god he's so over the top isn't he so bad
1: so bad (sighs)
0: so this movie was made i guess it came out in 2000, 2000 or what 2001 IMDB
1: is saying here
0: and um it was a box office failure of course but it was the first <laughs> big budget attempt and i feel like the people who made this movie just don't know didn't know anything about dnd yeah, i mean it's absolutely. just like it was just whatever it was just really terrible it <sighs>
1: Okay, I mean, there were a couple of things that really stood out. Okay, what stood movie. out to you? What stood Okay, out to first you? of all, the bad guy, uh, pray, played by uh, Bruce Payne.
0: Okay, yes. Who also turns up in the second Damodar. movie.
1: Damodar. Was he in the third one, too?
0: He was not in the third one. He was one. not
1: in the third one. Okay, right. Um, so, <laughs> he did some superb acting when uh, Jeremy Irons' character was like putting the whatever it was in his head. You know he's like oh yes bulging his veins are bulging. In his What's head. the name of his character? Damodar.
0: Okay, so Damodar is the same character in the other book, in the other movie. It's the oh. same guy.
1: So and and then he's turning red and you know he's he has he's, blue well, lips. The, oh god, the blue lips. That is something amazing. In I don't that know itself. why they
0: gave him blue lipstick as the villain of this. He's not the villain. He's like the he's forced to be evil, kind of. He gets like the thing in his brain. Yeah, he,
1: yeah. He's I don't just know. like, I have to do
0: this or I'm gonna die.
1: There's like that one scene, yeah, yeah, that really was pretty, bad that was scene. Awful. Uh, and the other thing that stood out was the elf. Uh, I don't, I don't even know her name here, but uh, oh, Kristen Wilson with Norda. The only way I could really describe it would be boob dupers.
0: Yeah, you described the boob dupers um, over her, and over again.
1: Her breastplate. First of all, her breasts on her breastplate. They're are
0: enormous, dude. What is going on like there? You
1: you could not
0: That would be front heavy. I mean, like if you were trying to fight <laughs>
1: stuff And and breasts are not shaped that way, also. Yeah, like who designed <laughs> those anyway? I don't know, but I'm pretty sure let me let me zoom in. Yeah oh my Yeah, God, they dude. actually have nipples on them too.
0: Yeah. Like and those nipples are nowhere near where they would belong on the body at all. Like, no, I'm, no,
1: they're like the old bras and was it forties or fifties that were like cone bras? Oh yeah, uh huh. Kind of, but silver.
0: Yeah, um, <laughs> yeah. That was that's special. Yeah. And plus, you get a Wayans brother in there, Marlon Wayans, um, who is about what you would expect.
1: And this dude, purple guy. I don't even know. There was a
0: purple guy whose race was ambiguous. (laughs) Um, But, I mean, you know.
1: I I just, it was, was, I will never get that time back of my life.
0: Okay, so that was a horrible movie. Let's get into the second movie, though, because what I think the first movie had going for it, which was a budget, okay? The second movie had, the second and third movie, but the second movie in particular had no budget, but it knew D&D. It came out in 2005, Dungeon and Dragons, Wrath of the Dragon God. <laughs> so, after stealing a magical orb, the sinister wizard Damodar uses his newfound power to terrorize the land. Melora, a beautiful young enchantress, joins forces with the skilled warrior Beric. And other brave fighters to embark on a dangerous journey to defeat Damodar and his minions. As the heroes draw closer to Damodar, they must contend with dragons and other fierce beasts before they can put an end to the villain's scheme. So, according to this, the budget on the second movie was $12 million. Okay, so, like, it did not have much of a budget. Yeah. But it was definitely meant to be, like, a third edition RPG version of the I don't know the Dungeons and Dragons lore, and it was crappy, but it was like I could kind of tolerate it. It was better. It was better than it the was first better.
1: movie. One thing, one scene that we really liked is the the like maze, the puzzle maze they had to do. I forget what they were going in there for, but you had to like look in the mirror to see. How to get like the proper steps i don't know
0: yeah they and had traps a few, like, and stuff yeah so like what i think what you're kind of describing is without like getting into the really the specific details but like it seems to me like they knew a little bit of like what Dungeons and dragons was and there were there were like these little kind of clever moments that felt very much like you would have in a D&D game like oh you got to use the mirror and you use the mirror's reflection to find the, <laughs> the the tiles on the ground that you can safely walk on that won't collapse under your feet like yeah. it, that seems like a thing you would do in a Dungeons and Dragons game and I think that that's what was where it it was so much better than the original movie in that at least it had some of that like the budget was low it was definitely like a crappy movie like a cheap mo- cheap low budget movie. The special effects with all the magic and everything was like so funny. Um you know, but at the same time I don't really think it was I don't know. It wasn't horrible. What do you think? Any other thoughts about the second movie?
1: I mean I would watch it over the first one. <laughs> 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 I just, I don't know. (laughs) When we, by the time that we finished the second one, I was thinking, oh my God, we have to watch another one. (laughs) And I kind of put it off a little bit too. We
0: did. We put it off. Like we were just, we were like, you know, we you, you parents out there, you know, you have very limited amount of time. And to conceive of bringing out a... I don't know a movie
1: that you're probably that you not don't gonna like.
0: Want to watch, basically. <laughs>
1: With the limited amount of time you have, where you're kidless.
0: Uh huh. Um, it it is a it's a challenge. Yeah, it's but we did it. We did it. We won.
1: Yeah.
0: Did we win? No, we went and lost. Actually, the
1: third one. Now there were some things in it that I thought were I don't know. So Okay,
0: so Dungeons & Dragons 3, The Book of Vile Darkness, okay, came out in 2012. It came out seven years after the previous one. I thought, I'm going to say I thought it was the best of the three.
1: Oh yeah, definitely.
0: So, a noble warrior searches for his father who has fallen into the clutches of a terrible monster. He becomes a member of an evil alliance to get closer to where his father is being held, but faces a struggle to maintain both his cover and and his code of honor so the premise is a paladin joins up with a group of evil adventurers to find his father and rescue him yeah i loved that concept the bad guys were bad too like it was like an evil adventuring party
1: yeah the necromancer kind of guy was so messed up
0: yeah they were all pretty cheesy though i mean like they were all dark characters they were not good they no. were they were evil. They were yeah, definitely they were evil. Up evil, and so like he was good and and. But the only way he could get close to the people who had taken his father were, were to join up with this.
1: Could a paladin actually get a paladin actually get away with that though? That's
0: debatable. <sighs> I don't know that they would love that. I don't know because he did some pretty bad stuff. Like, yeah. During the. Because he was, like, the paladin of, like, I forget what the name of the god was, but it was, like, a paladin of, like, light or sun or something like that. Or... Yeah. But um, but there was, it was very D&D. Like, that movie was so D&D. Like, in terms of kind of everything that happened, like, the way that they interacted with stuff was, like, very Dungeons & Dragons. It felt like an adaptation of the game, an adaptation of the game. Maybe even more so than the newest movie that just came out. Which took some fanciful leaps and had a lot more budget, so it had to do something that, like, you could, you know, all kinds of shape-changing and magic and all this stuff. Well, this third D&D movie had to do what it had to do with its low budget, and so it kind of came off as more, like, grittier, I guess?
1: Yeah, yeah, I could see that, yeah.
0: Um, and uh, it was only an hour and a half long, so it went by quickly. Sorry, there's nudity there was nudity that caught
1: me me off guard i was
0: very surprised like
1: are those is that what
0: yeah like all of a sudden it was like yeah i wasn't expecting that yeah it was definitely r-rated yeah i mean the book of vile darkness is a supplement um in DD, and it's definitely like a like the darkest evilest stuff
1: and the creepy girl dead girl undead child yeah That was actually kind of, like,
0: it. I kind of recommend people watch the third movie, but it's also really hard to get. Like, it's not available on any streaming services, so you have to, like, buy an expensive copy of the DVD. We managed to get a hold of a copy from a friend, but, like... I don't know if it's something that's really easily accessible, but that'd be the only one I would recommend that people actually watch.
1: Yeah, you know, one thing about it did drive me crazy though is, you know, so you start off with this, as we would say to Lincoln, bad butt woman who is ready to take on anybody who messes with her. And yet she suddenly turns into like a damsel in distress. Often, like she needs to be saved by the paladin even though it's obvious she could, you know, take care of herself. Like I hate that there's that's the default. Let's go take care of. Well, the things lady. are way
0: different than they were back in 2012, Gretch. <laughs> 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 Eleven years ago.
1: Stop. It's right after we moved to Savannah.
0: I know it's not even that long ago. So
1: long ago but not not long ago though. <laughs> not long ago but so long ago <laughs> what
0: <laughs> yeah I mean it's um I, I'm actually even surprised that, that movie got made I mean it's just it's like it came out in 2012 that was like right before it was like fourth edition fifth edition hadn't been released yet like it makes no sense to me that that movie even exists if I'm and being
1: you were saying it was a sci-fi thing
0: I think, that, I think it was a straight to sci-fi, sci-fi channel Sci-fi used to have video. a lot of good stuff. I don't know if it doesn't or now, at all now because it's weird. Know. Does we it exist have, anymore? We don't have cable, so we don't really watch rando channels. Like yeah, We only true. do streaming stuff. So. But, um, so, yeah.
1: So, I would say 3, 2, 1. That's my Kind order. of the order, yeah. Yep.
0: I mean, I enjoyed the newest one the most, probably, yeah. out of them all. I yeah. think it's probably overall the best movie. Had a um, great budget, yeah. So they were. And able it looked to do great. That. Great acting choices too.
1: I thought Hugh Grant was a little. Idiot. I
0: thought he was the weakest link. He was the weakest link in that. Yeah,
1: it just seemed like a weird choice. Like, I understand they wanted to kind of get the skeezy thief kind of guy, but I, I just think that there are a, a world of other actors that would. He been was that.
0: the weakest part of it. That yeah. was weird. Interesting. Yeah,
1: I, I like did he need to call in a favor for role or i don't even know
0: it just interestingly i read the one of the prequel books for the movie and i was reading it and his character i didn't feel like even in the book i didn't really feel like he was it, I, it felt like a different character to me so i don't know i mean know anything about I don't know. there were just went. there
1: were certain things that I liked in there. Um the illusion spell getting disrupted and the guys slowly starts melting and the <laughs> getting all crazy. The
0: way they did spells in the newest <laughs> one was so great. I mean I thought they did such a good job.
1: Yeah. That was fun.
0: But we're not here to talk about that. We were here to talk about those other movies and we watched them so you didn't have to, but if you have watched them and you have an opinion You can email us at rpgsandbabymakes3 at gmail.com or just comment in the, you know, YouTube that you liked and subscribed to. Yeah,
1: and don't worry for all the mega fans out there. We, unfortunately, have the TV series on the docket as well.
0: Yes. Unfortunately, the cartoon was good. If I remember I correctly. I mean, it's old now, though, so animation, you know, what are you going to do? Well, I but... did,
1: like, the Easter egg in the new movie. Yeah, that was pretty funny.
0: <laughs> that was pretty funny. Yeah. Uh, yeah so, So, yeah. Want to finish up this show with our last little segment here? Sure. All right. Well, tell us what you think about those movies. This is the end. So, finishing up our episode, RPGs and Baby Makes Three
1: reimagined
0: what you been reading gretch we always talk about books
1: oh man i don't even know i've been reading a lot
0: i'm trying to think of what i've read since the last time we recorded a podcast i have oh i finished reading blades in the dark the rpg book for that game um I've been sitting down and reading RPG books, as we've kind of talked about before, and Blades in the Dark was one that was on my list, so I read that. I finished off the um, Fafford and the Gray Mauser books by Fritz Lieber. I've read book seven. That's done. They weren't very good. The last couple were <laughs> not very good. Um, I read K- Kitchen Confidential. Oh, yeah. The Anthony Bourdain book. That yeah, was really good. Yeah, have
1: really, really taken a liking to that.
0: Yeah. Um, so let's see yeah gosh I don't know
1: see so one of the books that I've read is Wake of Vultures and it's about this uh, girl who um, she's in Texas and she is part First Nation part uh, black and all hated because of that Um, and she was kind of bought and sold a bit and then Um, she comes to find out that monsters exist. And it turns into her being a bad butt, which I really liked. And the thing that I really liked about this is I really enjoy when books play with uh, dialect and accents and stuff. And this has a lot of, you know, um, things like, I don't know, you would think Texan Southern, which I really enjoy. Um, so that was entertaining and just kind of seeing how the different monsters would affect her and then how her background was, you know, she had no idea what her background was, but as the story continued, she of course finds it out or sorts some of it out. I wanted to start the second one. Um, and I did, but it just kind of started a little slow. Another book that I really enjoyed was, um, Upgrade by Blake Crouch. Was
0: that the movie based on the same one as the movie? What movie? The movie
1: Upgrade? Uh, Oh. No. No, but that Upgrade movie is pretty amazing. (laughs) Yeah, so
0: that's what the the Upgrade movie is the guy who gets like a computer in his brain or something like that.
1: Yeah, yeah. No, this is really fascinating. It's about hacking your genetics and your genome and um, kind of quickly evolving through that process. Um, and the way that it has affected the world that is present in the book and the concerns for the future. And, uh, I guess it's, I don't know. I really like I like Blake Crouch's stuff.
0: I've only read Dark Matter, which is a really good book, but.
1: I just, I don't know. I, I just like his stuff.
0: Somebody else was telling me about enjoying Blake Crouch. I forget who it was. It could have been me. It wasn't you. <laughs> somebody else
1: (laughs) and i mean otherwise i've been reading some some slightly raunchy fantasy books
0: Uh, well you gotta do what you gotta do
1: yeah i don't know you know kindle's like you should read this okay i don't don't care sure but i tried to read (laughs) starless sea by aaron morgenstern and i want to get back to it so i mentioned how it kind of feels like a bunch of short stories and that's exactly what it is. is yeah. Someone's reading these short stories until they come upon a short story about themselves. Um, so I will get what? back to that. Yeah. Which sounds really awesome. Okay. Um, I just, I don't know. I, I just, I'm kind of brainless right now. I'm really tired and overworked. So if something, I feel like Upgrade was my smart book for a little while because I just can't. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I can't do the, the, the math and the knowledge thing right now very good. I just make it go.
0: I actually get that. <laughs> I, I get that as well. It's one of the things that I was enjoying about reading the, um, and I have enjoyed about reading the RPG books, is like I feel like I can just kind of pick them up and like read a little bit. And it's like, who cares? You know what I mean? It's not like I'm following the plot, you know? Yeah. So like there's something about that when I'm just like totally burnt out and I don't even have the effort, I, I, energy to, to follow the plot. I'm reading them. Um, the uh the collected works of conan i picked up the first book um and uh and i've I've started doing that and it's like even that i'm like I, i can't i have the energy to read like three pages at a time yeah i read like literally i'm not even kidding like i'll read like three pages and my brain just doesn't want to do it right now.
1: And I get it, I get it. You know, th- that's the thing about these sort of cheesy fantasy books. They, and I mean fantasy, like there's, there's some mystic element to mm-hmm. them. Um, but then there's also sex. So I can easily breeze by stuff. Some of them are actually, the, the ideas behind them are actually pretty good. You just have to realize like they're saucy.
0: I mean, whatever, and I dude. I, and
1: I'm actually, you know, I used to really frown upon that, but I'm kind of realizing it's a bit of a snob because there are people out there who have some really interesting ideas, but with a twist—a body twist. <laughs>
0: well, I think that's the perfect note to end this episode on. <laughs> I'm surprised I'm even admitting that I'm reading these now.
1: I'm to the point where I just
0: don't care. Oh, dude, we don't even care. We have kids. We're in forty-something. I the read 40s, smart books like too. A, I don't even know if I do. Well, I did read Stephen Fry's Mythos. I just finished that as well, but I don't know. I guess I'll read some smart books every now and then, but whatever. I mean, I do look for escape in my books for the most part when I'm reading because it's like the world is a horrible place.
1: The world is a horrible place, and I'm constantly exhausted.
0: Yeah, (laughs) right. Right.
1: On that note, everybody, thanks for tuning in. Yeah, we'll be
0: back soon, though. We have other things we want to talk about as well, but we wanted to do this. Because we D&D. never shut up. No, we don't, especially or at least me. one of us. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> um, like and subscribe, makes 3 at gmail.com. Anything else you want to say, grutch
1: No, I, I don't. I, I don't got
0: nothing. All right, well, we will talk to you again soon. Thanks for tuning in, and um, happy gaming, y'all.
1: <laughs> Take care, y'all.